All right, so my podcast tonight is with Steve Custer. That's that's the that's the last name, right? I, I, yes. know I saw it a million times, but uh, yeah, that's correct. And Steve, this is the first podcast that I that I'm having that I don't really know the guy. I mean, I, I went to school. I'm guessing with you, but we had like 900 and some odd people in, the, in that class. So I mean, I missed a lot of people. But uh, you're a friend of a friend, and uh, you got some interesting stuff. I mean, uh, the music background, like I said, is. Uh, Stuff I was really into. I took like uh, one summer of uh, of guitar lessons, and uh, I didn't make it through that. But I can't. Uh, I'm a guy that can't sit still constantly, so it I was. C- I don't sit still either. No, I just taught. I just learned to play standing up. Like there you go. Very there. early on. Right, right, right. Well, for me, it was. I if I don't. Uh, if I, you know, I I was a hockey player, football player, all that kind of stuff. Someone don't knock me down once a month, and I don't feel like something's wrong. Right. I mean, so I, gotta, I can't get to get out of there. But uh, the music teacher um, that I had when he was a little guy, man, he, he was awesome. Mr. Keith Cohen was his name. And, like, I only did the one summer with him, but I don't think I'll ever forget the guy. Like, he was, uh, I remember him being a big Genesis uh, fan and all that other stuff, which, you know, was never my, uh, my band. But uh, um, the stuff that you seem to be coming from was definitely my thing as yeah. far as the the punk stuff i mean that's that that's what i'm seeing right that that's yes. where you're coming from okay yeah that's still where i am yeah yeah and i mean how cool is it that like there's so much stuff now that like is influenced by that it's really cool yeah yeah um, yeah and i've never been like like I, I, I i'm not gonna say i'm diverse when it comes to music because i'm really not no but no, no. it's not i'm not limited to that like sure. I'll find my punk rock and all kinds of weird stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, so but now, you do know. you find yourself a? So when I was in into my punk rock phase, like I got to call it a phase because my my music tastes are insanely eclectic. Like I go from all the way from Dean Martin to you know System of a Down and stuff like that. Like if I you know Slipknot and all that's all fine by me. But I, and then I find myself all over. Like I love. Ray Charles and like all kinds of R&B stuff, Bill Withers, stuff like that. But when I was like, you know, hanging out at Red Tower Records and looking for bootlegs and stuff like that, it was all punk. And if it was like poser punk, I didn't yeah, care yeah. for it. You know, like I was super snobby with it. Uh, right. But now as I get older, like uh, my motto is pretty much if if I like the way it sounds, if it just sounds good, I'm into it. Yep. Like that's fine. It's got like, like, uh, to be entertaining to you, and you know. There's some stuff that I know that I would not have liked when I was in high school, like uh, Portugal the Man and stuff like that. That yeah. I totally dig. Like, I, I and I, the hip hop stuff's fine by me now. Um, I like the I like the older hip hop stuff way better. The stuff mm. now really bothers the little shit out of me. Okay, so but older like, stuff like what? Like uh, like Run DMC and LL Cool J. Oh yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. The original, yeah. the, like Beastie Boys, like the original. Okay, stuff. Okay, so now there's one for you. The early I, stuff. Right, I always heard that. The Beastie Boys were a punk band before mm-hmm. they were okay, but I've never even when I was like like looking for bootlegs like going into record shop, I've never found punk music. They were like pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I would like bet. Real, real screamy and like noisy and like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the best shit though. I mean, yeah. I love that stuff. Like, I mean, if if there's not a guy going in the microphone, <laughs> then you know, like, right, I'm, I'm happy then if that's happening. Yeah. Um. I so yeah, you. no, but I never found it. Like, I was always looking for like. 
out of the corner of my eye. I was never really like actively looking right. for it. But if I found it, I was going to check it out for sure. Yeah, I don't even know where I heard it. I had friends that were really into them, so I probably heard it through someone else. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, it was it was way more. You know, they're like, uh, check this out. This is the Beastie Boys, and you're like, no, it's not. Yeah, right, right, no, right, 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 right. because they had, they were huge. Like yeah, high school. Oh my god, like that was the. I mean, I remember my buddy Bob and, and I going to summer school the one year, and just that was that was the the play that the was, whole time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That was the jam. Yeah. Right, right, right. So how'd you get? You know, how old were you when you got started? Uh, Guitar lessons, all that kind of stuff. What was the deal? Um, I well, I, my dad had a guitar, and uh, he had he had an early '60s Gibson and an early '60s Martin. So both of them were worth a ton of money, and I was not allowed to go anywhere near either one of them because okay. they were worth a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, but I, but my everybody in my family is well, not everybody. Um, several of my family members are extremely musical. My sister plays the piano, and my dad could play anything. Cool. Like, and he never took a lesson. He would just bring something over and he would figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was sloppy, but he could play everything. That's the John um, Lennon thing, right? Give me a tuba, I'll get you a tune out of yeah. it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so he had these guitars and he would go to work and I would I would play them anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started nagging my mom, you know, like I'm cutting pictures out of the Sears catalog of like the harmonies and stuff. And I'm, you know, like obsessed with the guitars. Yeah. So uh, about 15, the kid, when I was about 14 or 15, kid down the street got a guitar and he taught me how to play power chord. So before I started lessons, I kind of had a leg up, you know, because yeah, right, this kid right, was right. kind of showing me a little bit. Yeah. So about 14 or 15. And then my uh, my dad finally broke down. He got me a gut string classical. And I was like, no, man, this is this is not what I want. Like, I want one of those electric ones that you plug in super yeah, yeah, loud. Yeah, That's right, right. what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I worked in the cafeteria at Lincoln Way. He okay. gave me the classical. And he's like, you you know, show me you can do something on this. And and he was cheap. So I knew the electric was never coming from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got a um, job in my study hall washing dishes in the cafeteria at Lincoln Way. Yeah. And I, I and then, like, um, Jensen, Jensen will be all over this. They they would concoct things out of food, like the food that nobody wanted. They would concoct these like nasty things, and they'd pay me money to eat it, and they would eat it. <laughs> and I squirreled away enough money by right, electric. Right, 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 right. So, you know, 15 years old, the yeah. obsession was like almost instant. Awesome, awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, because those guys that, uh, the, the you know, rock guitar, you know, some of it's three chords, and you're, and you're totally yep. good to go, right? Yep. I mean, they had... Uh, um, if you, I'm sure you caught it. The the Foo Fighters had that like like mini documentary thing where they went to a different town. Yes. It was awesome, right? Like yes. it was a really cool. Uh, the Chicago song that they you know that 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 they wrote was was really uh, cool too. I, I dig the old blues stuff, but uh, and they well yeah Naked Raygun and everything was I, was really kind of liked, pivotal in that. Yes, yeah. I liked the whole process of that because it was like when people hit that level that the Foo Fighters aren't, they really don't pay it back. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. oh yeah, I was influenced by this, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Dave Grohl's always been really vocal about his first show was Ray Gunn. And if it weren't for Ray Gunn, he wouldn't be in a band. No, that's, yeah, that's so, crazy. Um, I actually, I'm Ray Gunn's guitar tech now. Okay. So when they played with Foo Fighters at Wrigley Field, I worked the show. Oh, nice. And after, after the show, we were at, Dave threw this private party at Cubby Bear and we were there. Okay. And I heard him say to Jeff Pizzotti, if it weren't for Naked Ray Gun, Nirvana never would have happened. Yeah, right. And then right. you got to go to Jeff after. I have to go to Jeff after and go, "What's that like?" And he's like, "That's surreal, is what that is." Like yeah, to have right. someone say that to you. You know, you're like, "Yeah," because there's some iconic. I mean, I was definitely a guy that was way more Nirvana than Pearl Jam sort yes. of a deal. Um, and it was just that it was the punk influence. Uh, you know, I'd rather listen to STP and, and all that, that, that than than Pearl Jam too. Um, not not that you know like. 
Pearl Jam's Jam's first album was really great. Yeah, well, well, they had uh, had after that they kind of lost me. They had one album that was like maybe an album or two ago that I checked into, and it was faster and it was like harder. And I was like, yeah, if you would have done that the whole time, I would have maybe been in the camp. They did that first record. They did ten, and then they did this the soundtrack to singles. And State of Love and Trust was on there. And I was like, if this is the direction we're headed in, I'm totally (laughs) on board. And then the next record came out, and it was not that. And I was like, oh. Okay, maybe not fast enough for me. Right, right, right. right. Great band, and I, I saw them live, and they were they were awesome. Sure, at sure, that point. sure. But I just like they, just not enough. Right, right. And I, I remember hearing for Metallica me, for me the humble. first time and being like thrilled with that. Like I liked that like train, you know, just that fast, fast, fast speed. That uh, cover record they did with the Misfits cover on it, like really early on. But is yeah, that yeah. Uh, Bathroom Days Revisited? Yes, something yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes, yeah. That's what got me. That's just, that's my Metallica experience. There you go. Again, the punk rock. You know right, what I mean? Like right, they're covering right, Misfits. Right, okay, I'll right, check that out. Right, right. Because uh, when we were in high school, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses came out, and everybody was super into it. And yes. I'm like the punk rocker, so I'm not supposed to like that. So yeah. like a couple of years later, I get into it, and then I have to be real quiet about it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I can't tell anybody. But see, now my best buddy, that was he was like the guy who was the first guy around us that found that Eric, and he played the shit mm-hmm. out of it. And I mean. Just like everything, if you're into punk rock, you're always trying to find that obscure one. So, yep. like Mr. Brownstone was like one of my favorite yeah. tunes on there. Not like the you know Welcome to the Jungle stuff, and none of the really really popular stuff. It was always something you know non-establishment, like whatever I could do. Yep. But uh, and that was for me. Guns N' Roses were a little bit different than the rest of the... I don't know. There was some, like an edge to them that was different than the hair. They had bands. a realness to it. Like yeah, you right. could actually believe that they like. Came out of a disgusting building in Los Angeles somewhere, yeah, and they were like right, starving to death. Right, 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 right. I mean, and Axl Rhodes was like that. That dude was a rock god. I mean, yeah. he was. I mean, to see him get fat and all those stuff as he got older was like, wow, dude. Right. How did you? How did that happen? Don't yeah. lose the handle on right. that. Right, right, right. No. Brett uh, Michaels has managed to hold on to his looks. Well, like, and you have all this money. How did you? How did you lose that? Like, that yeah, happened right. to you. Hard life, though. I'm yeah. sure. I well, mean, I'm sure. Uh, you know, yeah. I couldn't imagine. You know, we see people that uh, even like the the what's Vince Michaels is the lead singer of uh, Motley Crue or whatever, and he's a like trolley yeah. looking dude now too. Yeah, like, big yeah. fat and can't sing at all. No, no, no. I just no, saw right, a video right, right. where he's like mumbling the words. See now, like, like I'm torn. Right, that that's bad. I I like my music when I can go see him live, and they sound almost as good as the studio stuff, but. Coming from the punk stuff, and they sound the same on an album or you know on a CD at the time as they did, you know, live too. But mostly like shit. Like I mean, the vo- the vo- no one's got great vocals or anything like that. And I'm not there right. for that. I'm actually like there for what exactly is he screaming? Like if I could figure out what he's screaming, then I'm gonna be you know have a really good time with this. Yes, I'm kind of the same way from a player standpoint because I go to the shows and I play more by sight than I do anything else. Okay. So I go to the shows and stand real close to the stage and come home and play the songs. Right, so if I could right, see the right. guitar player, I could just play it back. Yeah. I oh, really? It. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, that's that's interesting as all. So, yeah. Wow. It's, so just, yeah, looking at it, huh? Mm-hmm. I, boy, I, mean, I see I, shapes. I'm, I'm just totally a visual okay, person. So, yeah, so like, I, I see something, I'm like, oh, yeah. He's, this will bring square. me to a question I got. I always hear I'm a, I'm a math guy. Like I love I love math. Like uh, I broke my neck uh, as a general contractor uh, carpenter, and I could do math. Like uh, people get all mad about the Common Core thing, and I just can't wrap my brain around what they're mad about because Common Core is pretty much the way I would do math if I was on a roof without a calculator. 
do it five ways to get to the same place. And if I'm right every five, every, the five times, then I know I'm right. Right. And I can go ahead and cut that raft or whatever I got to do. But uh, so I always hear people that are into music, you know, guitar players, piano players, that there's math involved. Oh, music is all math. We yeah, just okay. don't tell the this kids is, that. That's the line I hear. Yeah. But explain that. Like, how is it math? Okay, like, are, is there numbers or is you, are you adding something or? Uh, kind of. Okay. Okay. So like from a guitar player's perspective, well, first of all, you have to count everything. You have to know like, you know, what your rhythm is, one, two, three, and four, and how got many it. times you're playing this. So okay, you know, yeah, you're that's... constantly counting everything. Okay, oh, got yeah. four of good, these good, before good, you good, get to good. the course, and then there's four of those. Okay. And, and you know, like, and you're. Yeah, that's explained at, a at, lot. At my in my band, we don't ever count anything, so there's no counting involved at all there. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's because we've been doing it so long that. Sure, we sure, know. sure. Right. You just know. But um, you're you're counting every line. You're counting every rhythm. You're counting every measure. You want to okay. make sure you're in the right place. You, sure. You know what I mean? And that's how you, you start off by counting absolutely everything. But from a guitar perspective, um, it's division because you're putting your finger on a string and you're stopping the vibration at that point. So you're dividing the string in half or in three quarters or whatever. Oh, you see yeah. What I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And a guitar, like... Some guitars, most guitars, 22 frets. Some of them are 24 frets. When you get to 24 frets, you've got uh, two full octaves. Okay, okay. Oh, see what I mean? So, yeah. you, so like anything that happens on the third fret, if you add 12 to that and you go to the 15, you're playing the same note again. Got you it. You see what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, all yeah, yeah. kinds so, right, of math right, right, going right. on there. Yeah, like folds over. Yep. So okay, all right, yeah. Oh, that see now. It's all math. That'd be something. Right. That'd, that'd be something that I would not. Right. Would not have uh, picked up on before. Um, and I, cause they, you know, I hear the notes and stuff like that, and I'm like, tr- I'm trying to figure out where the math is coming in, but that makes that makes more sense now. Um, so, it, your guitar guy, yes, but like you said, your dad can play anything. How is it, uh, like, how does that translate into like if you sat down at a piano and someone someone said you got to play a piano, could you could you get a note? Could you get something out of it? I could get something out of it, but that's only because like somebody early on taught me like Jump by Van Halen. Dang. So you just base everything off of that. Okay. I'm like, okay, look, that's a C chord. I know that's you know once right. I know one little thing, sure. And like my sister plays piano, and that's the that's the interesting thing about my family because like my dad could play anything, but had never taken a lesson, so didn't really have a whole you know like he had the theory that he read from books. Got that's it, what he had. Okay. Um, my sister plays piano. She's awesome. She plays sheet music. You put it in front of her, she'll play it back to you. And yeah. it's exactly right, and it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Right, okay. I know only enough theory to make myself dangerous. And once the, once I think the rules start getting stupid, then I disregard it all. Right. And I put sheet music in front of me, and I'm totally lost. I can't read a note of it. Okay. Right. And But I'll write you 12 songs Oh, yeah, by tomorrow yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, i just nice, come nice, I'm, nice. I'm an idea person right, right okay so you come up with riffs and stuff like mm-hmm. that as far, okay uh all right so so you're 15 years old you get into the thing you you really you know dig it and then like do you just start looking for bandmates or what do you start doing you start like, yeah you start looking for bandmates and you start weeding people out right away yeah right, right, right. like so you, sure those guys you, that are faking it yeah yeah and you know the people who like I'm 48 years old. I'm still in a band. You know the people who are obsessed with it, and yeah, they're willing right. to just like do it all. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, those are the guys you want to be with, right? And you, then you got the guys who are like, oh yeah, I can play drums. There's a drum set in my. You know what I mean? Like, and if oh, I don't yeah. have a date Saturday night, then we can practice. Those are the guys you get rid of yeah, right away, no, and you right. still encounter them now, and you're just kind of like, okay, this guy's gonna make it like four months or whatever before we're looking for somebody else. Sure. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've like, my sons are wrestlers. They've been wrestling since they were in kindergarten, and. You know, if he's like, well, you know, a little, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the Mr. Miyagi thing. It's karate, right. yes, or karate, no. Karate, maybe so. 
Right. Squish like grapes. So, um, yeah, the band, anything. If you're, if you're, I mean, what you're shooting for is, you know, the big time. You're trying, you're trying to make it somewhere with this thing, and you kind can't of have any, can't have anybody with you that's not right. serious. Right. They're just gonna bring you down. Right. I'm sure it's hard enough as it is. Just it's gonna to be get, a drag for them too. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, sure. if if they're not into it as much as you are, right, I'm just right, gonna right. give you hell. Yeah. You don't, yeah. No, I can't do that way. I have to go to man laws for dinner. Bullshit. You have to, what are you talking about? We got a show? Like, there's no dinner. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, right, that's right, French right. to me. So you're just going to get a bunch of shit from me if, if, you know. Right, right, right. Okay, so looking for bandmates to, do, how, I mean, explain, like, your first gig and stuff. Like, that'd be, it's got to be a stage fright thing and everything else, man. It's got to be a no. freaky. No, huh? No. Mm-mm, nope. I couldn't wait. Um, you were just confident you had it? No, I, I didn't even know if I had it or not. I right. just wanted to do it, so I, just, you know, what I mean, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. couldn't wait to get that opportunity. Sure. Um, the when I was in Lincoln Way, though, my first was my first band, and you know, like they were friends of mine, but they weren't like hardcore music guys, you know, and they're still friends of mine, but it, it, the chemistry just wasn't there. So you know, like you have this thing going, and you have like two or three songs or whatever, you know, play at a party for four friends, you know right. what I mean? And you kind of gauge their reaction. Yeah. Everybody pretty much turns around and walks away from that right away, and you're like, okay, this ain't it. Oh, really? And you're okay, still, right. yes. Yeah. And you, you you know, you keep with that until you find something else. So um, after I left Lincoln Way, uh, my, with a semester left in my senior year, I had to go to Juliet Central, and I graduated from there. Okay. So when I got to Juliet Central, the friends that I found immediately were all guys, you know, they're like I hanging out with the skateboarders. And this yeah. guy's like, yeah, I, I, I can play the drums. I'm like, let's start a band. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. really? Let's do that. You know, right. and they were like, the, the people that I met at Central were like doing rap stuff. And it was cool and all, but I'm like, hey, you know, like they had no idea. They they got my car the first time, and they're like, what in the hell are you listening to? And I'm like, we're gonna start a band like this, and like it takes a little bit, yeah, you know, before they start getting into what you're into, and sure. then they're all over it, and like those guys and I, I. I tell you what, I totally dig the 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 crosses when when I see a band that's got a little bit of yes. Uh, a little bit of that rap thing and a little bit of that like <laughs> any metal it's thing. anything really like that like um there was at one point I, you know I've been playing in a punk band for a while and you play in a punk band and you're kind of it's kind of like you do this you know what I mean and so you can start thinking I need some I need to break out I need to like widen it up a little bit okay. like you need to you know like just expand it a little bit yeah so there's one band that I started and I get to talking to the drummer and he's like yeah I'm really into Zeppelin and I'm like okay let's try that you know what I mean like yeah, right, 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 right. I well, like Zeppelin, but if you're a drummer and you're really into Zeppelin, you're probably into drumming then, because I mean yep. that's one right. of the best guys in the band was exactly the, the right. drummer. So um, I don't know if it's still the case, but for a long time, John Bonham was the most sampled drummer in hip hop. Oh yeah, no, well, I mean, so Beastie Boys, right. holy cow! Yeah, it was all like oh, yeah. There was so much Led Zeppelin yep. in there. It was I mean, even the guitar riffs that yeah, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that so I, I dig that, and I dig when I. Like people that really listen to music, like can have so much more fun with music. As far as like, I like when I hear a little reggae in there too. Like that's that for me. That's part of punk. There's something reggae about like uh, that's the beautiful thing about punk. There's there's it's really more open minded than you would think it would be. You know what I mean? I think some people wouldn't know punk if it hit in the face though. You know what I mean? Like if you there's 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 some punk that like. 
Like, I mean, my favorite song growing up was uh, Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. And if somebody heard it, they would not in a million years think that that was a punk song. We have to categorize everything. Yeah, I right. think we do it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times I think it's wrong. And like, oh, you're a punk rocker and you're listening to Tainted Love. That's alternative. So you must be an alternative kid. Like, what? Right. What? What? Yeah, no, right. It's right, just right, it's right. silliness. It's right. just silliness. To put me in a box, man. What are you doing? Um, the, 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 when you get to the first gig, when you get to the first real gig, it's that's it's that that's when you're addicted. Yeah. Because you know, go to the first. We, there used to be this place in Juliet called the Club. It was in the Jefferson Square Mall, which is now a Menards. Yeah. Um, nice. But they had this. They had this all ages club, and we hounded the shit out of those people. Like it was a like a teen dance club, is what it was. But they had a stage, and we're like, "Hey, we want to play here." And they're like, "I don't know if we want to do bands." And I'm like, "Okay, then." And then I would call like the next day, which is which is how I came into the nickname Steve Motherfucking Custer because yeah, I would right. just hound the shit out of people just and be tenacious, I could, man. Right. Yeah. I called one day and I heard some guy set the phone down and he goes, "Steve Motherfucking Custer again." Yeah. Um, but we hounded the club until finally they were like, "Okay, fine." Let's do it. Let's see. And, right. And everybody was there. It was it, it was insane. Yeah, yeah, like if yeah. I could pull those kind of numbers now, I'd be making money like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know That's what great. I mean? That's great. Yeah. But yeah, the first one, the first one is what totally addicts you because you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, I mean, that and I mean, I would think girls, like girls. I mean, that would be you the would reason think, for a lot of guys get into that. You would think, but yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, I was I was always kind of like, yeah, I play guitar, and the girls are always kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, right, 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 right. Or you right, know, right. there's some girls who say I don't date guys in bands, and you're like, yeah. oh, that worked <laughs> against me, okay. No, I'm sure that could be you know trouble as far as like it, a girl that didn't want you running around on her. It always kids. seems to me too that like you know you think oh I'm the guitar player I'm gonna get all the chicks and then all the chicks are looking at the drummer and all the chicks are looking at the singer and you're like. Yeah, none of them look at the bass player, though, right? <laughs> right, no. <laughs> no, I did bass for a while. That's not advantageous right, at all. Right, 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 right. At least that's what I hear. Yeah, no, that doesn't the work bass out. Player. But, all right. So, yeah, so so just picked up uh, gigs like that. And, I mean... My kids laugh at me because I talk about getting gigs in the early days. And, like, the kids now have it easy. They get on the internet. And, they're you know what I mean? Like, it's super easy. SoundCloud is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean... We I, didn't have that. We had you know, cassette tapes. We had the demo yeah, yeah, tape. Yeah, the demo you know what tape, I mean? Right. And there was nowhere to play in the first place. And I, my kids laugh at me because I say, you know, we didn't have the internet. So when we were playing somewhere back in the day, we would handwrite a postcard. And we would put everybody's address on it. And I would go to the, the post office and mail the shit out. And yeah, my yeah, kids yeah. are like, why don't you just email them? And I'm like, because we didn't have – there was – what? Right. There my, was no such thing. My boys listen to – they listen to Spotify, but I guess there's something on Spotify. I don't listen to Spotify. Something on Spotify that you can play like pretty much SoundCloud stuff where it's like not – you know, it's just some guy in yeah. his house doing whatever he's doing. And uh, we do construction all summer. We're, we're, we're building a deck. And I'm like, hey, if there's a person home, you can – I'm the least guy that ever cares about what you look like or what you play or any of that kind of stuff. Like, that's fine. If you dig it, then you dig it. But you can't play this while someone's right. home because it's just talking about suck my cock and I'm yeah. fucking your sister. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I go, and I, go I, I don't want to be a, that dad where I'm like, but – this is there's junk. a time and a place right. yeah but this is oh, crap this yeah. is crap and i call like, crap quite a bit right i go you understand that these people don't 
they're, they're sampling stuff that's got feeling in it. They don't have any emotion or feeling in it themselves. And they're just talking about things that are unrelated to the feeling. You know, if you've got Nina Simone in your background and you're talking about like uh, Glock and this, that's almost counter what right. that woman was all about. Yeah. Like you, this is, it's not ironic that you're doing it either. You're just doing it because you thought it sounded good. And then you're putting this violent stuff on top of it. So, I mean, not to say Nina Simone wasn't violent. She'd like to stab white people, but, you know, she wasn't against, or she wasn't for black people shooting each other gang style and everything else. So, like, sometimes it's hard. Like I said, I don't want to be that dad, but there's so much awesome stuff music-wise that I want my kids to be able to actually listen to what's going on there and Mm -hmm. get something out of it. Yes. It's, It's hard for me from an occupational standpoint, too, now because... You know, like the kids, the kids will sign up for a guitar lesson and they want to learn how to play guitar. But they, then you say to them, okay, what song do you want to learn? Like, we're done with this beginner crap that yeah, nobody right, wants to play. You know, right. and I've got control of your fingers. What is it you want to play? And they go, or they pick some rap song that's got zero guitar yeah, in it. Right, and I'm right, like, right, right, okay, right. how am I going to work this for you? How did you, you know what I mean? Like, right. Um, but that's also an advantage to my job because there's been plenty of times where I've been like, you know what? I've listened to a couple songs that you like and I, I, I've got your general idea here. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And every once in a while you hit on something and they go, oh, holy shit. And then it's just then it's just on and they start discovering stuff on their own. Some of the coolest YouTube videos I see are of the kids playing yeah. anything, playing that, uh, you know, uh, Deep Purple or, you know, any kind of anything that's got a killer guitar riff in there and the kid just breaks it out. Yeah. And I'm like, Look and the videos that, are man. getting younger and younger too. Like people post videos to my timeline all the time. Like you know the four four year old wonder drummer and shit. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I even watch it and go, how in the hell is that even possible? Like right, the four year olds right. I know can't do that. Like, yeah, it's right, insane. Right, right. But, but it's super cool. I mean, it's awesome to see for sure. And then the, the when you see him play it, it's it's there's an authenticity to it too. Like that kid's feeling that drum going yeah. like he's doing it man it's, it's i think that stuff has a lot to do with how they're raised and what they listen to like i'm the youngest of six and i have five older sisters mm. so my first record was a beatles record because that's what i heard Absolutely. My, my sisters played that right. and i still love it right um i was more always more rolling stones than beatles well you know there's nothing wrong with the stones boy let me no, tell you no no no, no. i'm just um, saying if it, you know someone gave me a choice that's where yeah. i was at um but the, the thing now is like i, I say to kids well, what do you listen to in the car? You know, what song do you want to learn to play? I don't know. Well, what do you listen to in the car? Oh, you know, nothing. Or we listen to the sports, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're not getting that. You know what I mean? It's like when I meet the kids who say they've never seen Star Wars. I'm like, where are your parents? Like, what are they yes, doing? Right, right. Let me see these. People. Like, come on, you got to play some music around the house every once in a while. You don't, yeah, you don't know right, what song right, you want right, to learn. Right. When I went to guitar lessons, I had a list of songs like this long. Yeah, it's got to be difficult for because you know we didn't really talk about, it, but you're you're running a school four kids now where you're putting kid bands together and stuff and i can't get over the amount that a kid is just sitting there oh my looking god looking at that phone and i'm like dude like there's a whole world going on that's a weird one like when we were kids you went to the mall you went to the food court you got food and you people watch so you're looking around and you're oh look at that girl look at that look at that weird guy and you always went to the mall with your uglier friends too you never go there you give their better look at friends that's right but now if you go into the mall my guys go to the mall and i'm like what do you do there like, well we sit there 
Mm-hmm. Like, why are you there? Like, I'm, just go home and do that. I'm pretty bad with it, too, but oh, yeah, so that's I. the thing. That, that's the thing about the music school is I'm constantly telling kids, you know, like, we'll start rock band class, and I'll be like, okay, phone's away. Phone's down. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. we're right, not. Right, right. You know what I mean? There's Look up from your phone because there's a world out here. You, there's stuff going on. Right. I get it. The video game's now super cool. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You yeah. know, like, I totally get it. But you can't do that all the time, man. You can't. Right. And, and. I, at, at first, I get really concerned, but the kids aren't getting their their social ass. You know what I mean? Like, how are you? But they are. They've got friends in like you know Nova Scotia right. that they've never met, but well, they're really right. good that close is the friends. Weird, right. That's it's, weird. It's thing. just a different relationship. My boys go to a party and they're like, we knew three quarters of the people there, but most of them I never talked to them before. And I'm like, what do you mean you know them? He goes, well, social media, everyone's got yeah. a profile, so you do. And I'll tell you what, even from even with friends. You know, my tight friends from school, obviously, I knew their name and stuff like that. But we had a huge bunch of people at Lincoln Way just in one class, let alone the class above, a class below. Right. It's so much easier to put names to stuff now because unless they start doing that goofy stuff where someone's like, you know, makes up a name for social media, like, don't do that. Then then, then you see me and you're expecting me to know your name. Right. I don't know your name. You're, you know, your name's like some weird thing. But, right. Uh, so it, there, there's its benefits, and I... I love the internet. I mean, there's yeah. so much to learn and pick up, and, and, and if it's used properly, um, there's a lot of distraction and, and junk on there too. But um, yeah, the, the kids nowadays, they're my my kids are way smarter than I ever was. I mean, yeah, just the stuff that they know, and I keep telling them, listen, you have like a supercomputer in your hand, in your pocket all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, no, it's amazing. But so okay, so. As far you know, you did you did you skate? Yes, I did us terrible. Not well. Man. I was no, just gonna say I like I, I was done once I broke my ankle. Yeah. Oh, I, I broke my ankle doing everything, but yep. uh, I, I I tried and I don't think I had the patience for like the even the freestyle stuff where you're just not you know. Then my one buddy had a half pipe and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill myself in yeah. that for sure. So you know, I mean, yeah. I stuck to the music and stuff like that. I wasn't uh, yeah, that was I had a board and everything, but no. Uh, and I, I mean, I liked the, you know, the the dress and everything. Like, I liked everything about the punk stuff. I really did. I liked that it was different. I liked. I mean, you know, I was your average brown hair, brown eyed guy at school, and then I bleached the hair white yeah. and everything else, and I was, you know, standing out as far as that went. And uh, you know, it was fun. It was yeah. A good time. Yeah. It, yeah. I was the youngest of six. And I, I was like the first one to give my parents really a heart attack. You know what I mean? Like my, my older sisters, I'm sure, had their things. Mm-hmm. But like I got into punk rock and it was the dyed hair and the flannel tied around my waist and the, cow, the combat boots all the time. Yeah, and, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, my right, mom right. told her best friend when I was born that, quote, no son of mine is going to wear those black rock and roll T-shirts. And at like 17, I think she counted 37 or something yeah, in yeah, the closet. Yeah, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, so right, like right. once it hit, it was like yeah it was over it was you know skateboards and guitars and, and mm-hmm. circle yeah. jerks and right you know right, I mean? right like right, seven right, seconds right. right and i mean if mom ever listened to some of the lyrics and some oh of that God. stuff she'd lose it my for dad sure. did listen to the lyrics and uh we had a big discussion about uh how i would feel about the band name the dead kennedys if i was a kennedy we had that you know what i mean really? like he was that, like, i didn't really think that would be a discussion oh yeah it was, that was yeah not, my dad was like so what is a circle jerk and i'm like no yep we're like we're not gonna have this conversation and then uh what was the other one? Oh, uh he heard uh uh suicidal tendencies the uh can i just get a pepsi or whatever like, yeah you know and he was like he was like this is this is but my dad was like uh 
everything made before 1968 was like rubbish. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he and I, I don't want to be that guy either. Like I really dig. I I think it's like beyond cool that so much of that punk stuff influences everything from. I mean, not that I listen to Gwen Stefani, but she comes from punk background. Yeah, she comes from punk background. uh, Green Day and like... I still like Green Day. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But uh, um, I mean, I even like stuff like... like I hear punk in Smashing Pumpkins. I hear anything that is... And I mean, there's some... The only problem with them, and I say problem, it's not a problem, it's great, but it's that they master their instruments they really can play yeah um punk when when i was going to you know shows in the city the exit medusas all that kind of stuff they couldn't play no they weren't no by any stretch no it was always falling apart up there it was always but who cared we were running around slamming into each other yeah it was about the chaos yes right right it was jump on the table scream anarchy you know all that kind of stuff uh but it's super cool to hear that sort of stuff almost i wouldn't say it's sampled but it's just in smaller doses in the new stuff today and there's so much new um i listened to uh alt nation on sm or uh, uh xm radio and there's just all i'm always finding something that's punk in there for sure yeah which i'm sure a lot of people thought there's no way this is staying like this has got to go oh yeah yeah i mean yeah it was uh the big the big thing was when i started listening to it everybody was like oh punk is junk you know, yeah, right, like it's right, right. it's garbage. Yeah, it, you and it's a fa- you know it's a face, the punk face. Right, you could listen to some punk bands and and album to album see them getting better. Like yes, at their instrument, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love stuff like weird stuff like Devo, and you know what I mean. Whip it is still, and then yeah, whoever was letting them make their own videos, awesome. Like I mean, it just so it's exactly what I got. You know, maybe I'm too hard on my kids but it's exactly what soundcloud is now where they're just trying shit some of it doesn't work but give it a go there's no repercussion if it doesn't no, work no, you put I it mean, on soundcloud nobody likes it they don't listen to it and that's the end of that you move on right in the u.s that's our best export is music and movies and stuff like that otherwise we're not you know leading the world in anything except for that stuff so can't stifle innovation right so, have you had anybody that you teach that is you know, like that one million, like, holy shit, this kid's, this is going all the way. I wouldn't say quite that far. Okay. I, I don't think I've seen my Eddie Van Halen kid. You know what I mean? There are. How much of it in that is a lot of, a lot of. Uh, I have some parents that think no, my that God. their kids, you know what I mean? I like coach. I've had parents yeah, talk to no. me about their kid's career. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right, right. And I'm I like. Have, Parents asked me the first. My my sons have been wrestling since they were in kindergarten. They're they're multiple time placers in the youth level and stuff like that. And when other people see them that have like uh, seven and eight year olds, the first or second question out of their mouth is, "So colleges calling, trying to get them?" And I'm like, "Well, like that should not be your focus. Right. Just enjoy it. Like get something out of it." Um, we, we, I have a podcast coming up that's just going to be with the wrestling coach just to talk to parents because I swear to God, they ruin it. They, yeah. They, oh, they, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah. You took something that's fun. Every kid likes to roll around on a, you know, foamy mat and goof around and everything else. It's like a natural thing for you to do. If you buy two kittens, they'll roll around. Yeah. Same thing. But then you take it and you make it so serious. And so, and I mean, 
kids are kids, man. That that kid's eight years old. If he sees you freaking out about it, he's yeah. gonna freak out. This is not gonna work. So and your thing, if you gotta be on a stage. My my goal my goal with rock band classes is uh, one of the most important things I do is uh, none of the kids really get to pick who they end up in a band with. They get a little bit of say, like if they've got a buddy or something, they both sign up at the same time. Then okay, yeah, the buddy plan. But pretty much, I go okay. I've got a drummer and I've got two. You know what I mean? Like here we go. I've got enough people to do this, so we're going to start this band because one of the most important things you can learn about being in a rock band is how to deal with the fucking asshole next to you even he's your best friend at some point you're gonna think the guy's a jerk okay yeah, and so right. you have to learn how to deal with people so now, especially now that they've got the internet like in the real right. world you got to learn how to deal with the people so these these guys now that they start you start their little band and stuff do they just hit soundcloud and, and start making stuff or do they go on youtube make youtube videos no or? not really this is more like they haven't yet a little bit like they'll they'll film shows and, and stuff and they put it on like I suppose YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Not yeah. a whole lot. I haven't had, I haven't been fortunate enough to have one of my rock bands really hit a good stride writing original stuff. Yeah, and that's right, what makes right it. Now right now they're learning how to be in a band and they're, you know, like as much as I hate to say it, they're cover bands. And it's not like I necessarily set out to teach them how to be cover bands. You know what I mean? But you got to mimic something to start with, right? Tricky to teach them the creative process. Oh, I can't without you know what I mean imagine. like I'll have a kid come in and go I've got an idea and it's really tricky to teach it without me like stepping in and writing three parts for him which is the last thing I want to do no, you know right, what I mean like because right. I, I hear their idea and I'm like okay this goes like this you don't have to say yeah, it but I don't right, want right. to give them the answer boy that's a that's got to be a tough one I mean you're pretty much like you got a blank canvas the kid's gonna do some Picasso shit and if you put your influence in there then right. it changes it completely yeah yeah that, the, that's, the other thing that's too is like one. They, the kids don't realize yet that like when you start writing music when I started writing music really it was pretty blatant theft you know what I mean I'm like okay I got this song and this is the chord progression but if I just change it slightly you know what I mean then it becomes mine yeah right right and right. that's how really you get started you know what I mean and you yeah. start feeling things out and you're like okay if I change this and I do this and then you start you know what I mean it yeah, grows right, right, from right, there right, right. The, you know some of my kids will catch on to that yeah, right, right, right. right. I, well, think, I think the ones that are writing music in my rock bands are, like, it's so different from what their band is doing that they're, like, the kids who are writing songs are not bringing them in because they're like, this wouldn't fit what we're doing. Huh. So, like, because, I mean, I listen to a lot of, like, for me, I try and find obscure stuff. So, like, if you can find some Rolling Stones that's really old, it's all blues. It's yeah. All, I mean, it's straight up stole. There's some Led Zeppelin stuff that's just straight, like, you would not know it was a cover song. But it's totally a cover song. So right. like Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, they were covering tunes. And then if you go further back than that, like I like the – I have a box set of Elvis stuff from the 50s. And it is just raw, unadulterated. It's just rock and roll. But there's times he's covering Tutti Frutti and yeah. stuff like that. Like, so, like it, the Beatles covering Please Mr. Postman. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's right, a million right, covers because right, right. they all came from that. You know what I mean? And yeah. They, got to mimic something I you got to mimic start. something you can, I mean, at the, least at the start yeah you got to cuz like the Ray Charles movie that's what he was doing too he's he's Nat King Cole he was he was mimicking and they're yeah. like hey you got to find your own thing the, so that's got to be a tough one to keep somebody in to yeah. like find their own thing yeah it is mm. uh so so what are the um the schools in Juliet it's in Shanahan oh Shanahan yep. that's right i saw that and then what's what's it cost to bring a kid there um it's that's that's my that's like the pride of this whole thing for me because if you put your if you take your kid to uh, our national chain competition 
if you put them in School of Rock, it's like I don't three hundred and fifty dollars a month. Okay, and that's you know you you get your lesson and then you get your time your band time. Um, the way they do their bands though is not in my mind really a band. Like they go, okay, we're gonna do the show. Who wants to sign up for it? They get twelve kids. Those twelve kids play. Okay. Um, so so wait a minute. School of I, I don't know anything about any of this. Yeah. School of Rock. That's like what modeled after that Jack Black kind of movie, yeah. Sort it's of? Okay. yeah. It, it's you know, and they do good teaching. I'm not saying it's you know it's bad or wrong. I sure. think it's really they just do things very differently than I do. Yeah. It's expensive and it's it's very different than the way I do things. Um, but. Uh, to, like to to do a we do half an hour lesson every week and it's one on one okay so you pay for the month and it's 80 bucks a month so it's $20 a half an hour yeah right and then if you're in one of our rock band classes you practice for an hour every week and that costs you like 75 bucks a month so really you could be in rock band classes and private lessons at my place and it would cost you $155 a month right 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 and I mean the progression S- you know, was super affordable how is that? Like, if a, if you kid comes to you three months later, can you, you can play some chords and some riffs and stuff yes, like that? That's yeah, the goal. Right. By the time they walk out of their first lesson with me, I want them playing something. It's usually Jingle Bells, but so what? They're yeah, playing right. a song. See what I mean? And they yeah, walk right. out and they've got that sense of accomplishment. Yeah, right. And I sure. tell all of them, I don't want to hear Jingle Bells any more than you want to play it. Like, I know that's not what you came here for, yeah, but. Right we got to start you somewhere, and you're going to start at the start. And the quicker you get through this, the harder you practice, and the quicker you get through this phase, we're all under what you want to do because it's all about you. This is all about you. you, So you have a hard time now getting them to... Sometimes. Listen to, but listen to stuff outside of school, right? I mean, like, because that would be... I would think that would be the key, like, to start activating a little guy's brain on that stuff is, like, dude, you got to have music on all the time. Like... I mean, my parents had music on constantly. We we have some uh, music people in in our family. We uh, well, we're German, so like my grandfather, everybody in his generation was a, was they were forced to play. He yeah. played clarinet. His his brother played the flute. Like they all played something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my cousins, the Kellys, they're all like my one cousin Pat. He's still playing bars and pizza joints and stuff like that. And he made it go where he put out a couple of. Uh, couple cds and uh i have them i mean i enjoy listening to them they're all cover stuff except for a couple of songs that his his older brother wrote a couple songs that were you know good they're they're a little twangy kind of a thing you know mm-hmm. going on it's like uh fish or cut bait and stuff like that you know they're interesting songs and it just never it, it never went to that next level that they were hoping it would go to um I, the really surprising thing is and it's it's rarer but like I have one student, and he's maybe, I guess he's probably 14 years old, and he comes in, and we get to the point where it's, you know, it's, it's time for him to tell me what songs he wants to learn. I say, okay, man, uh, what song do you want to learn? And he says, I want to learn Ziggy Stardust. And I'm like, well, all right, here we go. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, like right, a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. And like even his parents say to me, I have no idea where he got that from because it's not like we listen to a lot of Bowie around the house. No, and you Ziggy know what I mean? Stardust, like Ziggy Stardust. A, right. And I'm like, cool man you know like really whatever they want to learn is fine by me that's what we'll learn as long yeah. as i can do it you know as long as there's a guitar in it and i can make it happen sure sure but when those kids come in with those you know what i mean like the, the cool stuff that yeah they want to hear you know what i mean like Joe you know in this generation like, like where did you hear where where yeah. are you listening to ziggy stardust right right, right super right. cool i'm not discouraging you but you know like yeah, where right. did that come from yeah no i, I think fun. that's cool too and I, i'll tell you what it seems to me 
So I grew up with my dad with uh, Magic 104 on in the car all the time. Mm-hmm. So I heard all the grassroots and the guess who and all that stuff just growing up constantly. A lot of Simon and Garfunkel, a lot of, uh, you know, 50s and 60s music and stuff. But, like... I, at some point, that was like, oh, that like I can't listen to that shit anymore. That's my dad's stuff. Yeah, I gotta listen to this new shit that's out and everything else. But I see the kids of uh, my boys' generation; they're they'll listen to all. They got a really wide variety of stuff. Now, if you give them the radio and say, "Go ahead, it's rap." Yeah, and I, I think they'll grow out of that. I, there was a time where the what was it WBBM or something like that was the hip hop station when I was a kid, and I mean. I think we tuned into it like in sixth, seventh grade and then tuned that stuff out after yeah. a little while. But uh, so th- I think they have a more open mind to it than than the rest. And then the other thing that I feel is just ruined anymore is like I can't stand country music. I, can't, I, I never liked it growing up, but now I have a fondness for like Johnny Cash. Yes, Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and yeah. Willie Nelson and the guys who could write songs and yeah. like actually knew what they were talking about. Right, right. Totally awesome. This yes. stuff now is like watered down commercial pop. It, it's totally pop. I mean, just that uh, that rapper that just did the country song. Did you hear that, dude? Like this this rap and country crossover stuff that's going on that totally confuses the living hell out of me. I don't like. Me, but it's for me. I've always equated it to the same thing. Listen, if you're a country singer nowadays, all you gotta do is have the silly hat and the cowboy boots and talk about your truck or you know the girl or whatever yeah. like that, and then you're a country singer. A rapper, it's the same. You need the Glock and yeah. the chains, and the, it's, it's all a persona and, and a way of being. And then you're there. Like it, it's a, it's a cheap way to get to where you want to get to. Yes. And I, for me, it's, it, it's not. Neither are my thing, really. And I loved, like, uh, Public Enemy and yeah. stuff like that. Like that kind of rap. There was a social message going on there, and like a lot of hard hitting. And the Beastie Boys with all that Led Zeppelin stuff, and it was all like awesome to listen to it made you feel something the the mumble rap that's out there now i can't even make out what you're saying dude like and if you weren't just saying the same thing over and over like it's the same song like man this i almost feel like you know the the old guy that's like you know when are those baggy pants gonna go away yep i feel i feel pretty old in fact i'm told i'm pretty old yeah yeah, frequently because there's a lot of it that i don't and i you know being a guitar player and being a as into music as I am, I always said, I'm going to get it. Whatever's going on in rock, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. I'll be in touch. And, and now I hear it and I'm like, what in the hell is, like, am I, I I'm, I know I'm old, but like, am I just is being there, old and crabby there, or like, is there I, any real rock though that you're getting? Like, cause like, you know, it's what the world needs now is a great rock band. Right. We need I mean, a great rock band. And we need them to be uh, dangerous. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm we digging. Need a dangerous uh, rock band. I'm digging Cage the Elephant pretty good right now. Cage the Elephant is, they're interesting because they're all over the map. You know, it's like yeah, I hear right. one song and I'm like, okay, I've got these guys pegged down, and then I hear another one and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't get That's, it. Right, yeah, right. it's like, well, what's all right. the song that they're doing? The uh, the um, she probably lives in Tahiti. Uh, yeah. That whose song is that? That's a cover. Is it a cover? I didn't know that. I, I I know that song's old. I know I heard that like a punk song a long time ago. And there was a movie with Will Ferrell in it that he was playing that song like five six years ago. And they just came out with it in an album. So yeah. I gotta imagine it's a. Uh, I dug uh, 
when Nirvana did that unplugged and they played like Meat Puppets. Yes. And I was like, man, like this is Nirvana is Nirvana is my bonding thing with my daughter because you know she's. 16 years old and she's listening to all of this stuff and I'm like okay you know this is not great but it's not that bad but but you know it's not my thing and then uh, one day probably about four or five months ago we were in the car and she grabs my iPod and she puts on Nirvana and I'm like oh I saw Nirvana t- live twice and she's like oh my god you did I think that's the coolest thing and I was like I think that's the coolest thing I've ever the first cool thing I ever said to you yes right, right so right. I'm encouraging the Nirvana because it's like our you know I'm like all right we, we finally converged there's, somewhere but there's and I don't know if it happens by accident or not but Kurt Cobain man there's some genius there like that guy's that guy's melodies and stuff like that he he could I don't know about carrying a note as much as he could roll with the music, man. He fit he, right into... Yeah, and he came at a time when I think everybody was ready for that simplicity. Right, right. You know, right, right, there is... Right. A, it's a simple genius. It's yeah. a very simple genius. I, I want to say that Unplugged album is one of my... my I could I, Any mood I'm in, I could find something on there. The Lake of Fire and the all it, that stuff is awesome stuff. It was kind of like when Nirvana was in their heyday too, it was almost like watching a a train and you knew the wreck was coming and you were kind of waiting for, you know what I mean you're just right. kind of like when right. is this going to implode yeah 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 well and then Courtney uh, Love yeah. and all that stuff added in I'm sure made a quite the mess but it was it was yeah it was beautiful when it was when it was going though uh, but I and what's with that like some of my f- absolute favorite artists the drug thing yeah so hardcore I don't know I can't answer on that because I'm not into that at all right like right, right, I'm not right. even a pot you know I don't even smoke pot like no. I'm just not into it right um but I can imagine that the lifestyle is so you know what I mean it's so different right and it's so hard and it turns everything around that it's got I, I would think it's got to be easy to fall now, into how much of success do you would you equate to luck because, I mean, I equate a lot of success to luck when it comes to a lot of things and then just pure talent. Like, because there's purely talented people that didn't make it. Yeah, there's a million purely talented people that didn't make it. Um, it's got a lot to do with luck. It's yeah. also got a lot to do with money. Oh, yeah. So now there's got to be connections, right? If there's got to be some connections. And if there's any sense that what you've got will generate money, you're golden. It doesn't oh, matter right, if you're right, purely right. talented or that great of writer sure. or anything. Any aspect that, that people think will generate money and you've got it. Yeah, I swear to God, sometimes I used to I long for the days when rock stars were ugly. You right. Know, the video ruined the rock star yeah. thing because there, there were such talented people. Like I uh, – I got my Hall of Fame shirt on that my girlfriend was in uh, uh, Cleveland and, you know, picked me up a T-shirt. And I catch that show on HBO every year when they do the induction. And there's a certain establishment commercial thing to that show that's not that appealing. But then it's also appealing to sometimes see some of those old artists that are like, you know, were around before video and stuff like that. And they're just... Not the best-looking people in the whole wide world, but talented as can be. Yeah. Like, I mean, I dig, like, uh, the vocals of a Roy Orbison and stuff like that. To listen to that is, like, if you don't, if you can, you know, if you, I think some, a lot of people hear music, but they don't really listen to it. Roy Orbison, if you just sit back and really listen to the notes that guy's carrying, it's yeah, some amazing shit going on there. That's a talented guy. He's as ugly as they come, but he's a talented guy, or was yeah. a talented guy. Um, one of my favorites is... Tom Petty is like, oh Tom Petty's like oh my god yeah that's my some of my favorite stuff ever so like 
I think that's that people would find that odd coming from guys that were so into punk because yeah it's I, well, yes yeah, I get a lot of those conversations he's got like too a twangy like country thing going on he's got There's all kinds of stuff going on yeah thing going on there he's, for sure um that's the thing though too is like you know people will be talking about music and they'll be talking about something and and I'll jump in like they were talking once when I was working a normal person's job mm-hmm. they were talking some guys at work were talking about ted nugent and i chimed into the conversation and they're like you know who ted nugent is and i'm like look man just because punk is my thing yeah, right. doesn't mean i don't right right, right you know right, what i mean right. like sure, appreciate sure. everything um and ted nugent had some hell he was a hell of a guitar player at one time but the political thing i can't even yeah he's got right. well he's just gotten bizarre yeah he I mean, he's bizarre. just like right. i can't identify with him at all Right, and right, right. and you're right. At one at one point, he was all rock and roll and guitar playing, and I totally get that. Yeah, right. This place right, he's in right. now, I don't, I don't understand. No, you know? and I mean, I think he's some of the fans with that stuff. You get, um, like just because they're loyal to that political ideology or whatever it is. So maybe he's tapped into something that he's like, I got a core, and I'm going to keep it, sort of a thing. As you get older, I don't know. I you know, I'd much rather see a rock star that was like a Mick Jagger that's you know 70 years old and still just trying to be Mick Jagger you know what I mean like there's almost nothing political going on there right when and you know here's the here's the thing that you don't see in the music industry now when I was married uh my wife called me at work one day and she said hey my brother just called and he's got tickets to see the stones tonight so and they're free do you want to go and i i said i'm gonna hang up the phone now and i want you to think about this question for five minutes i want you to call me back and i hung up the phone yeah, right. and she calls me back and she's like okay we're going to see the stones, stones tonight for tonight, free yes, and i'm like right. there's the conversation we should have had but so we go to see the stones that night and they come out on stage right and and uh Keith Richards starts walking down the ramp, and I think to myself, this guy's going to die before he gets to the stage. There's no way he's going to make it. Right. And he hits that stage and hits that first chord, and it's like somebody flipped a switch, and it's just like he's come to life. Yeah. And Mick Jagger, at his age, and this was t- 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right. Mick Jagger ran that stage all night long and didn't miss a single note, and he didn't even come close to missing a note. Really? That's, I mean, not even close, man. He sang oh, every note perfect. He was see, right on the money. I've always been afraid to even like, like now to like check out that because some guys' voice do deteriorate. Yes, terribly. they do. I really think the Stones though are the kind of band that if something deteriorated to the point where it wasn't good, they wouldn't do it. They don't. It's not like they need the money. No, no, no. Right now they need the money, and they've got so and much. And that's uh, that's the big difference between then and now. We've got right. people who can do it yeah they kind of squeak by yeah you know what i mean and they'll go out because they need the paycheck and and you know it's kind of slutty yeah right you know right, what right, i mean right, right. but there's a there's a quality to the talent well stevie nicks was just on oh, the stevie uh, nicks is amazing oh it's totally but the voice was not doing so right. well in that in the uh, hall of fame thing which i she gets a pass because it's just they're some of the awesome i mean all that fleetwood mac stuff uh that was, you know, just spectacular stuff. Tusk and all like. Oh, Tusk is amazing too. Yeah, yeah. And they just went on tour, and I just gotta mention that, uh, you know, Lindsey Buckingham didn't go, and it took what two guitar players to replace him. Right to do, yeah, to, yeah. Right to That's, do what he does. The talent is not. Yeah. The talent is much different now, myself right. included. You know what I mean? Like I've been playing guitar for thirty-two years. I'm not phenomenal. You know what I mean? You see these guitar players like Lindsey Buckingham, and you're like. Yeah, right, this guy right. did his homework. Well, that you know, and some of that stuff, like uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show that was just on, 
like I thought it was totally cool that like they they introduced the zombies. Yeah. So that's like a super old band, but there are some cool. I heard some punk covers of some of those songs. They're like uh, melodic kind of you know rambly kind of songs, but when they're sped up a little bit, they're kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. You know, to to hear. Uh, and it, th- I think that's the other thing when I was growing up that punk music was cool because. They took things that you knew the the general beat, you knew the riff, and then they just sput it up. Yeah, uh, seven seconds version of ninety nine red balloons. Have that, you ever heard that? Yes, and uh, genius. What was the other and, and one? I think Kevin Second said they did that as like it was a total joke. Like they're right. joking around and right. like here's right. now it's like the staple that they you know yeah. if they were still playing they wouldn't be able to do a show without to think doing of another it. Another one that was a, a buddy of mine, John uh, Faby, gave me. Uh, oh, I can't remember the. It was it was a total 60s tune and they they redid it and uh it was awesome it was just there's songs like that you hear like especially as a musician like uh stay by lisa loeb you remember that song yeah i I, no i don't know if i do okay i heard that song on the radio the first time and i'm like this is a punk cover (laughs) or like you know top on top of the world by the carpenters i'm like yeah this would make an awesome punk cover like just you can just hear it right 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 well that's uh Uh, have you ever heard me first in the gimme gimme's no you need to check this out it's uh fat mike from no effects and a bunch of guys it's uh chris shifflett from the foo fighters is in oh, me first okay, and, they okay, me okay. and all they do is covers like one record is like john denver and and uh neil diamond neil diamond neil, Di- neil diamond yeah sure, and sure, you sure. know like uh Barry Manilow. Yeah, yeah. And they oh do my punk God. versions they, of that. Nice. It's genius. And they've got like six records. They've got a country one that's fantastic. They do like oh, Sunday Morning Coming Down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they, they do, do like an R&B. They did, yeah, yeah, they right. did an R&B record and they did a punk version of Nothing Compares to You. Just And they're all genius. They're all just, you know, like some punk, really some well stuff done. Some that, that, I mean, you know, Prince transcends Oh, my God. Prince everything. is like, just, we, I was in bed one morning and the radio alarm clock went off and it was uh, Manic Monday. And Ariel was still sleeping, so she didn't want to hear from me. But I said, hey, this sounds like, did Prince write this? Because it sounds like Prince. And she's like, you're crazy. Go back to sleep. Right. And I looked it up later in the day, and sure enough, it's Prince. Right, right, right. It's No, he's. Yeah, he's, out of this world genius. Some Right, some amazing something's going on there. And that's a that's a family thing, too. His dad was musical and everything else, and he just grew up with it. And he's, oh, I, one of them, like, I was seriously, like, heartbroken when he passed, when yeah. Tom Petty passed. Yeah, I was I'm heartbroken like, when Tom Petty passed. Yeah. That was Tom, a loss. It was. It Tom Petty, I've got, uh, I've got that whole like, uh, I think I've, it's six or eight CDs, and it's uh, they all look like um, they all look like uh, tape uh, wheels, yeah. but a uh, bunch of obscure stuff, and there a bunch of Elvis stuff on there, the, Wooden Heart. The stuff. cool stuff in Tom Petty's career doesn't happen in the music industry anymore either. Like, like he was being sued by his record label, so he would go to court all damn day and be in court, and then he would leave court and go to the studio, yeah. and they would hide the tapes at the end of the night so the label wouldn't come get them. Yes, yes, yes. And that record that is was, Damn the Torpedoes. It's like on, his his best right. record. That was on Netflix. There was a whole like documentary yeah. on that whole thing that was going on there, and just super, super talented. And I mean, and I, and like that's the thing too you focus on tom petty but he's got mike campbell behind him you know what i mean i think very few people know that mike campbell his guitar player wrote most of the you know like he wrote american girl oh yeah is that like right it, yeah i think he so wrote I the music know, and right. tom wrote the words you okay, know what i mean right, like right, mike right. it's it's like chuck berry and his piano player sure, like nobody sure. knows johnny johnson wrote most of that stuff but when you're a guitar player and you start noticing that he's that chuck's played in the key of b you're like yeah that's a piano thing see now I, we don't play in the key of b right i have uh like mentally like a big mental music library as far as like you know what i what i listen to what i know the artists and stuff like that 
and my boys bought me like an Echo Dot, you know, Alexa yeah. situation. And that um, thing's spying on you, you know. Yeah, right, right. No, I know. Okay, but just uh, as long as you know, you know. Right, but I spent three weeks trying to stump that thing. Three weeks. I'm like, you know, and I'm going all the way to like, you know, Mexican radio by Wall of Voodoo. Yeah, and all that. no, that's it, way too common yeah, to stump I, Alexa well, with. I started, right? I you got to go deep. I, yeah, and then I started to go deeper and deeper. I had a hard time, even with all kinds of punk stuff that I grew up with. Like, and then what was cool about that whole process was like just thinking of songs I hadn't thought about in years. I mean, uh, yeah. Just just the other day, I was I had. Uh, and it was it was awesome to hear it because I was like, wow, uh, punk rock girl by the oh Dead my Milkman. god, the Dead Milkmen were yeah. my first punk rock band. Yeah, right, right. And they were the first punk rock show I saw. So I'm at Metro. Yeah, there you go. I mean, unbelievable. Just yeah, just totally cool and yeah. like uh, they're, they're almost in that they're almost mocking punk rock. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, sure they like, are. And it, I think some of this stuff too, like uh, growing up, everyone thought if you were into punk rock, you had to look like your head was on fire. You had to. There was there was all kinds of punk rock yeah, bands that looked was, like just dorky nerdy dudes like just playing music. I put uh, when my kids were younger, I put the Dead Milkman on in the car, and they of course they thought it was hilarious, you know. And so um, one year I was at Riot Fest in Philadelphia, and uh, I had a backstage pass. Right, Mike, you know, like the founder of Riot Fest, gives me a backstage pass. So I'm hanging out in Philadelphia, and I'm talking to my daughter on the phone. And the singer from the Dead Milkman walks by, and I'm like, hey, man, can you talk to my daughter? I don't think so I put him on the phone. She's like, no, Dad, really, who was it? I'm like, no, yeah. really, like, he just walked by. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, I know, that is awesome. But the kids thought that was hilarious, and, like, that was my, you know, like, bitch and Camaro in high school. That was, like, my shit. Yes, right, right, right. Well, the, uh, I remember being at parties and, like, even people that, that I would not have even thought would have a punk rock bone in their body were, like, down there drunk screaming yeah. to violent femmes the the weird thing about high school to me was like i remember people saying to me like you know uh, red hot chili peppers what the hell is that like what are you listening to you know mm. what i mean like and you had that core of friends that knew what it was but sure, like, sure, by sure. and large you know what i mean and then yeah. like five years later four years later like all of that stuff was you know what i mean like everybody knew who the everybody, red right, exactly was, you know right, right. i think i i was working construction when that uh Give it away, give it away. Uh-huh. Uh, album came out. And, the last uh, good Red Hot Chili Peppers opi- album, in my opinion. Yeah, well, M- Mother's Milk, right? Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, yep. and uh, um, Mother's Milk and Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Those Blood two right there. That's magic, where Anthony right? Kiedis, like, that was the end of his welcome, in my opinion. Like after that, you're kind of like, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It started to be some rehashed uh, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. But uh, um, anyway, so uh, but I remember bringing that to a construction site with a bunch of guys. That were like you know would be totally listening to Poison or some yeah. you know some some stuff like that, and playing that and the guys like man what is that what the hell is that yeah and I'm like this Red Hot Chili Peppers and they're like really and I'm like yeah they were totally digging it after that you know they were totally cool with it and I'm like yeah it's it's I wouldn't call that punk but it's it's definitely alternative yeah, something fits, or other yeah right, something. it was different than what everybody was listening to then right. that's for sure right. so okay so I mean we gotta try and stay a little on track here with okay. your. Uh, your progression. So, okay. your 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 the first band you were in. What was it called? Uh, the first band I was in was Fractured Adolescence. Yeah, Fractured Adolescence. Right. I mm-hmm. saw that was, the bio stuff. Yeah, that was about three years. Okay. We did that about three years. Yeah, good time. It was a great time. Right now, did you keep anybody in that band to the next band? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah yeah. My, yeah. yeah uh, the singer in that band, his name is Paul Garcia, has been in every band I've been in for the last thirty 
years. Oh, wow. wow. And we're still together. We're in Death of Memphis together now. Death, okay, all right now. Yeah, so that. And we are like an old married couple. What? Death, death in Memphis? Death in Memphis, yeah. So that sounds uh, like it's got uh, some interesting, uh, like, you know, things that Memphis you know, would be country blues sort of. Uh, it's got a, It's got a tiny bit of southern influence to it, I yeah. guess. Um, the name comes from uh, the song Alex Chilton by The Replacements. Okay. Because okay. they say in the song, if he died in Memphis, that'd be cool. And Paul and I are both big replacements fans. Yeah. So uh, we were tossing back every shitty band name that could come to our imaginations, you know, like texting him back and forth, no, that no, God, no, shoot me first, you know, no. Right. And then he texted one day and he said, how about died in Memphis? And I'm like, mm, how about death and Memphis? Like, you know, yeah, right, roughly right, right, that's how the story yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. So it's based on the re- on the replacements. But yeah, it's... Um, and this is this is where the term punk starts to get a little hazy for me because, yeah, we play in the punk scene. Right. I wouldn't necessarily call us a punk band. Okay. And Paul sings pretty well, and yeah. we've got some riffs, yeah, and right, you know right. what I mean. Like we're too long to be totally more, punk. Yeah, thirty years. Right. Yeah, we're a little more than three chords, and you know, there's guitar solos. Right. And, Songs are hitting over the six-minute mark. You know what I mean. So You're kind a, of breaking the punk rock rules. So is Beta O'Rourke your guy then, or what? Um, I don't think so. Band, right? no. I don't think so. I don't. I don't find him too light on substance as of right now. I don't so. know. Yeah, I don't. It's I think he's too new today. to it all. I don't. Yeah, he had something come out today with a five trillion dollar plan, like a new Green Deal sort of thing, or something like that. I didn't. I didn't look at it, but uh, I don't. I'm not really sure uh, just yet who my guy is. No, either am I, which is weird because, I mean. There's some possibilities there. I'm just not 100% yeah. sold. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Bernie was my guy last time, big time. and uh, Big time not, last time. I don't know this time. Yeah, I don't know this time either. I don't. Uh, it might it might have just run out of steam or whatever. Uh, I can tell you it's not, for me it's not. It, it, you know, for both of us, I think it's whoever's not Trump. That's who's <laughs> going to get the vote. And, I mean, at least, you know, at least you're a guy that votes. There's a lot of people yes. that complain about politics that don't vote. I, I, I like to uh, – I'm the kind of guy who will tell you 25 times between now and then that I'm not going to because it's all bullshit and I'm done with it. And then I I, I, oh, okay. I definitely yeah, will. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to bitch yeah. about it until then. Right, 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 right. Uh, all right, so, so yeah, so then the second – I mean, anything ever – you said you opened for – you were in a band that opened for – or did you just play guitar in that one where you, op- where you opened for Naked Radio? We, uh, almost every band I've been in has opened for Raygun. We, the oh, first time right? I did yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time I did it, I was in Fractured Adolescence. And oh, then, okay, wow. Um, the band that I was in, My Big Beautiful, I'm still technically in that band. We opened for them at Metro uh, nine years ago. Oh, okay. And then Death in Memphis did two dates with them. Now, I haven't kept up on the Naked Reagan. Are they still making yes. new music? Yes. They have. They're, uh, they just actually are finishing up in the studio now. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to and check it out. I think it has to be mixed, but I think the whole album is recorded. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out the album they did just before that. Then I mean, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I, I you know, it, it, just with work and everything else, I, I really don't get too. I mean, you know, it, and then I've been listening to so many podcasts lately and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's hard to keep up with everything. It is, and it it's is. been a while since their last record. So yeah. no, you know, like I say to people, oh yeah, they, you know, they just they're finishing up a record, and they're like, really. Because it's been, you know. Yeah, right. Well, I thought it was super cool that Dave Grohl had them open for yeah. Foo Fighters. That's that's awesome. I mean, uh, that you know, it's so weird to see that dynamic where at one time he was the fan. Yeah. And then that's you know, exactly what I liked about all yeah, that was like he right. was really like paying forward like. Right, right, right. That that Sonic Highway uh, uh, show was awesome. Yeah. All the way around, there was not there were some songs there that I didn't think were going to be hits. 
but I still thought the process, yeah. every single one was The whole cool. theory was really awesome. Dealing with the, um, like, you, you're, the bands that you were in, like, you guys made some some albums and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, you had some full length and then some EPs and stuff that were on the bio thing. Do you get, like, I was surprised to see the influence um, of the producers in the music. And, like, Tom Petty with his producer and stuff like that. Like, it was really influential as to how that Bruce Springsteen, that, was it, Stevie... Uh, Stevie Nicks was dating the guy that was that was Tom Petty's producer and and her boyfriend and producer when she did her solo stuff, and it's a bald dude. I can't think of his name now. Um, but he had a certain way of working that like produced all these awesome Springsteen albums and stuff like that. That's a producer's job. Yeah, right. That's a producer's job. You you know you make it. They're almost like a director, right? They're kind of like a, right. somebody wrangling you guys. Yeah, if if an artist was left in the studio, like like at my stage in the game, we have X amount of dollars, and it's that's not a whole lot. Right, right, So you, right. you practice the shit out of it, and you go in the studio, and you hammer it out, and you're done, and that's right. how it is. Right. Um, when, you're, when you start to play with a lot of studio money, uh, Chinese democracy, case in point, was yeah. there a producer on that record? Because Axel had tons of money, and he spent, what, like $1.5 million recording that piece of garbage? Right, That's right. A, record, a producer's job. Yeah. This is a good song. This is not a good song. This is what we need to do to make this a good song, and we need to get in and in here and out of here. Yeah, I'm sure at that point egos time. were in the way of everything as right. far as that. I mean, the Black Crows, Crows at one point went in to record a record without a producer, and the uh, the the two brothers in that band, like one would come in at night and do a bunch of stuff, and the next day the other brother would come in during the day and erase everything. And move in a different direction, and it went on for so long that finally they had to be like, "All right, that's a, you know we have to do something to like right, stop right, the right, bleeding right, right, on right, this." Right. Now, what was uh, what was your first uh, first albums you ever bought? Uh, the first album, but the first the first album that I ever bought, or the first punk record that I ever bought. No, first because album because mine weren't uh, mine weren't punk either. Mine were um, yeah, like it, Led Zeppelin two and Black Sabbath Paranoid were my two first. Uh, I'm gonna hang myself. Uh, I <laughs> think it was. Four by Huey Lewis and the News oh, on vinyl. Nice. I, I I was a Huey yeah. Lewis and the News fan. Yeah, I, I mean, there, it's one of the first shows I saw. The first concerts I saw live. The first was, one was the Monkees reunion tour, but then I saw Huey Lewis and the News. Huey Lewis and the News were talented. They I were mean, talented. People can call that whatever they want to. I, I thought don't it care. was terrific. It's I mean, hip to be square, man. Yes, right. And that that acapella stuff that they would yeah. do. They were they were outstanding, like uh, melody guys. They and were supposed else. to play New Lenox last year and they blew us off. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. So okay, so uh, so your main gig now is the school, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's your bread and butter. And yes. you said you were eighteen years in the printing industry. Yeah, thank God you got out of that because that's dead now, right? That's uh, gone. That was part of it. That was oh, part of okay. it. You know, like I was in it for eighteen years, and it was good. Life was good. Like if anybody left a job in printing, it was because they had another opportunity. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I knew a couple people that were in printing, and they did well. Yeah. Right? But yeah, and for, for 17 of those years, fast. it was a blast. Right. That last year, people started dropping like flies, and it got to be bullshit. And like, I hit that, I hit that midlife crisis in my life where I'm like, really, I'm like making Campbell's soup labels for a living. Who gives a shit? Yeah, right. Like, right, right. I really don't care. Yeah, right. I don't care anymore. For a punk guy too, you, that's like the the whole sellout thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah right, like, not you know. good. Right. So mm. okay, so you started the school and. Yeah. Now you got all. You I mean what's what's the enrollment there? How many how many how many guys you teach in a week or uh, uh, in the month? I guess. I've lost count. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I I'll, I can you, I can say this right off the top of my head. I can say this. I'm absolutely sold out. Yeah. Like the people that are calling me right now and want oh, so if somebody's me, watching, they, they they can't or listening to this. They they probably can't look it up and they, hire some more guys, man. They yes, I need to hire more guys. Um, 
right now what I'm offering people is, well, summer's coming, so I'll be able to take more on in the summer, but like right now you're on, you're on my wait list, which means if somebody cancels on Tuesday night, I'll send you a text. And if you want to come in for a lesson and take that open spot, then cool. Yeah. I don't have any regular spots right now. Nice. Um, When I started this, it was me driving around house to house. And I would like, I would do like Mokina on Monday night and I would do Shanahan on Tuesday night, you know? Um, and now we have, uh, seven teachers yeah good 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 and good good when, uh it came to the point where i opened a brick and mortar because yeah. i was tired of driving around i'm like you know this is really yeah, dumb come to me. i'm killing a lot of time so you right. gotta come to me yeah. um when i opened the brick and mortar i was there one night a week i started in shannon and i had six students there and like in my first month i think that number dropped to four and i oh, was yeah, shitting yeah, yeah. bricks right, right. it was oh, you know man. it was scary to begin with sure. you know what i mean and now i hit the point where i'm like really like I try not to think about it too much, but I'm like, you know, all these people depend on you to like keep bringing in the work. And like, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, so like I talked to my, my, my sons are, um, they're, they're smarter than I was. They get better grades than I did. They're, um, <laughs> everybody gets better grades than I did. Yeah, I'm still right. trying to figure out how, right. how I graduated. But I, so the, my least concern with those two boys is that they're going to be financially successful. So I'm always like, Hey, listen, Success is not money. That's no, not really money. It's not money. Right. If you can first, first, the first step would be if you could find something that you enjoy doing and actually make a living doing it. Like you're going to work doing a thing yes. that you enjoy, then that's great. But success for me, and what I tell them all the time is, listen, success isn't what your paycheck says. Shows success is if the shit hits the fan at what you do, and they go, we got to call you. That's success. That means you're the guy that's going to fucking unfuck this situation. I agree. So um, I just want them to have that because there's so many people, you know, with the podcast and everything else that I've run into, that their job is what they were passionate about growing up. And they are, they can still be passionate about it. They can, they're happy about their life as far as it goes. Like, you know, they can, they enjoy what they're doing. So it's great. Everybody has that day where they wake up and they're like, you know, I don't feel like it today. I don't feel like working today and I wish I could stay home. Yeah. Um, Even I have those days, but um, it really bothers me when someone calls and I don't have a time. You know what I mean? Like if I feel like I'm turning somebody away, that's a major concern to me. You know what I mean? Like I... Um, I love it. I love every minute of it. Even on the days I don't want to be there, I love every minute of it. Yeah, right. right it's right, right, like right. I had a kid, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago say to me, how, you know, how can you do this? Isn't it boring? And I'm like, no, it turns over every half an hour. Yeah, you right, know, right, about, right, right, right. about the time, you know, like I've told you everything you need to know for the week and you need to work on and, and we're reaching the end of it. It flips over for me. The next kid comes in and they want to do something different than you do. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's never not. It's not boring to me at all. Yeah, no, no, that's great. It, and and I do. I love. I'm passionate about every minute of it. Yeah, right, right, right. No, no, that 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 would make the very best teachers that that could possibly be is have someone that's actually, you know, enjoys it. I mean, I'm sure you run into people that they're dredging through it. Sort yeah. Of thing now. Um, I I know people that were you know just band kids. They were playing the flute. They were yeah. playing whatever, and they still love it today. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, I'm I'm in the sports world, right? My my boys wrestled since forever. I coached for a bunch of years. I we we coach now. I'm I have my boys coach so they can get another viewpoint sure. of what they're doing and stuff. So we, we we love it. We really do. We talk wrestling around the house constantly. You never stop learning about anything. So when no, you hit the coaching no, or absolutely. teaching stage, you know what I mean? Like right. there's plenty of times when some kid will do something and I'll go, Holy crap, but you know, it's why didn't I think of that? 
Right, right. But if I was sitting here talking to a guy who was making $5 million a year and he was a finance guy, it'd be a five-minute conversation because I wouldn't – all his job is to generate money for a hedge fund, and that's it. He watches an algorithm or whatever he does. To me, that's not – like, how fulfilling – I understand the bank account's full, and that's great. I'd love to have a bank account that I never had to worry about again, but – It depends. What are you leaving? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're – if you're oriented that way and that you know what I mean, that's your interest. Yeah, you're right. really interested in the market and you're really interested in learning that aspect of things and you like doing that, then I yeah. can totally see it. I think a lot of guys get um, in there for the dough, just for the paycheck. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. When when I went from the point to where it was just me driving around in a car teaching guitar lessons and I was contemplating opening the school and I was driving everyone around me bat shit, like yeah. going back and forth, do I do this or do I not? Um, one of my students' grandfathers owned a construction business and he said to me, listen, Quit bitching about it and go do it. And yeah. don't worry about the money. Right. Think, don't ever think about the money. The money will come. Just go do it. Sure, 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 sure. You're going to be fine. That's a that's a great place to be for a guy. I'm sure there's people out there that never had that opportunity and stuff. When you move from the Lincoln Way area to Joliet, I would almost think that those kids that had a little less money would be a little more in tune to like the whole music thing and everything else. You would think, I don't know that I've ever paid attention to it really quite that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I see the student as an individual and I can tell how hungry people are. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? Like you've got the, you know, you've got the kids whose parents want them to take lessons. Yeah. And you've got the kids who enjoy it and it's fun. And yeah. we'll move on eventually. And you've got the kids who are just absolutely you can't keep up with. You right. teach them a song and you're like, okay, next part next week. And when they come back the next week, they're two yeah, songs after it. that. Yeah, yeah, they get yeah. the whole thing. That's great. That's and, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get all kinds. That's what I look. That's really more what I look at. Now, now, like, how was that too? Like the first times when I was coaching and I taught a kid a wrestling move and then he had the confidence to throw it out there in a match and he used it and he came back and he was all wide-eyed. He's like, yeah. I did exactly with the arm. And I'm yep. like, yeah. And he's like, you know, that kid, remember that for the rest of his life. I'll see that kid 20 years from now and he'll still be call me coach and everything else. So you have, a, have to have a lot of that, right? Yeah. Where that's where a kid's getting his total guitar situation from. I had a kid say to me, one of the rock band kids, um, like a lot, of the, a lot of my rock band kids are also my students. Yeah. Obviously. But um, I had one of them say to me, hey, Steve, you know, like how – uh, when it comes to soloing, when will they get to the point where I'm going to be comfortable? You know, like I know it's coming in the song, I'm going to be comfortable. And I'm like, I don't know when you figure it out, let me know because yeah. I haven't hit that point yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. right yeah. You know, so. It's good to have someone. I mean, did you have anyone it, in your life that was like you, like, that was that was around it that much and everything else, or just no, you're no, freelancing I don't think after really. a while? I, I don't really think I did. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I got into it and I kind of attracted my people. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, well, let me read some a couple of questions that I've got off of uh, social media here. I've got uh, Jensen, who we were, we're both friends with. Uh, I saw this question. I already have yeah. the answer. No, which is that. That's <laughs> fine. But I'll, I'll ask it uh, just, yeah. And I, I like to post them on there so you do get the, yeah. the, uh, the you know, get a thought on it. Uh, when did he get the feeling he'd made it, uh, as in reached the level of success he dreamed of? Um, I don't. I don't think I ever recognized that. I feel like I'm always chasing it. Right. Like with the business and with the band, like great things happen and these these epic nights happen. You know what I mean? Or like you know you, you hit that point in business where you're like, holy crap, I'm busy. Or yeah, I'm, yeah, You know, yeah, I'm taking yeah, it off. Yeah. But I, I always want more. Yeah, I was. I, I'm, I don't think I'm ever satisfied. Remember, right. I remember thinking, wow, this is just working now. I have four employees and this is working. Yeah. This is happening. 
you know, it's, it's really going well. I mean, we were busy all the time. But I was always looking for, okay, when am I going to hire the next four guys and yeah. then split the crew up and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, it's good to I, keep your eye I'm, on the horizon. I'm a constant worrier. So I think I would feel like I had arrived if I if I could come to terms with security. But it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. always like, you know, I'm always conscientious about putting food on the table and keeping a roof over our head. And, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, right, like right, I don't right. want to let any of this die. I, you so know what I mean? There's I, people I, that count that, on me and I want it to keep going. That leads me to a question with uh, Shanahan, you know, as far as I know, I know, and I know Shanahan pretty well. That's below the Mason-Dixon line. Yep, so small you, town. Yeah, do you get a Those lot of, like, Those kids country? don't have shit to do. Yeah, right, that. They don't have shit well, to do. Well, and I mean, honestly, I mean, they, they do, they've got the internet. But you know what I mean? Like, in the grand scheme of things, they've got a roller skinner rink and a bowling alley. Yeah, right. And I, I lived uh, in, grew up in Bridgeview as a little tiny guy and then moved down to the Frankfurt area and then had some friends that were, like, south of Kankakee. Yeah. And when you get out that way, they have nothing to do. They, they have, have nothing, nothing to, do. to do except for fight, fuck. And get drunk. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a it's a dangerous combination that's going on there. The girls are pregnant, the, you know, the boys are, are alcoholics and everything else. So it's it, that's great that the school's there, but music wise, is there are there people in there that that are really looking for you to be like, make my kid the next country. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, right. I would think that that's. Yeah. I don't I think it has anything to do with demographic. It just has to do with what I do for a living. Especially yeah. when you get into the rock band stuff, they're like, you know. Uh, my kid's career and you know what I mean? And, and, uh, going back to the conversation, we had a conversation, a brief conversation about this a yeah, few minutes yeah. ago, like what I do rock band wise. Yeah. My goal in teaching rock band classes is to prepare, prepare you to be in a band. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Uh, not to prepare you to have a career. Okay. I'm not, I'm not looking for Menudo. I'm not looking for the backstreet boys. I'm not looking for the next Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with them if I got them. I'm not, I'm not a booking agent. I'm not a manager. Right, right, right. right you know what right, I mean? Just the, yeah, um, just the I, talent part. And, you know, like I tell the kids in my rock band all the time, you know, I, I know I talk about my band a lot. That's because I'm relating experiences to you, and I want you to understand where I'm coming from with this information that I'm giving you. Yeah. This is what I've learned over the last 30 years. Cool. cool. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. You're going to sleep. If you're going to go out on the road and you're going to sleep in the van, do it on the exit ramp in between the semi trucks because they look out for each other. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right. No, no. And the, right. You know, if you can don't, learn from anybody's mistakes. That's right. That's the best way to learn, right. for sure. Uh, I just, I see. But yeah, the, the parents that want the their, parents. You know, like, yeah, yeah, right. Like right. it's something special. Yes. Well, that, and I mean, it's I hard to tell them sometimes, hey, man, I've actually seen something special. I've been around for 30 years. Right. I've seen those guys who can play that are something special. I guess what they're playing the same clubs I am. I, I can't help you get your kid there. No, right. If right, I right. could, I would. I would be glad to, but that's not what I'm in this for. That's not what I do. Right, right. Well, that and, like, I've seen parents that have their kid, they're going to be, she's going to be the next country singer. Yeah. And it's like uh, they've just done a pageant with the kid. The kid's like got a pound of makeup on her face yeah. and the whole thing. It's like, wow, like, you're just so ahead of it. And she's nine or something like that. It's like, whoa. It's got to be fun. the brakes on this it's thing. It's absolutely got to be fun or yeah. I don't want to have any part of it. Yeah, right, If right, they're right. not having fun, you know what I mean? If I, if I had a kid involved, yeah, if right. I had a kid involved in one of my bands and their parent was making it unfun and, and business-like and, and that much work for the kid, I'd step up and say something right away because I'm not. Right, I'm not into right. that, and I'm not going to do it. Any parents with connections? No. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because that would, that would really throw a wrench into yeah. things, right? Uh, lots of uh, – I've encountered quite a few parents who know better than I do. Right. All right, so I got – Right, moving on. Right, I've got my buddy uh, – yeah, well, and that's most parents. But I've got my buddy Eric here who uh, 
Um, he, he's got a question about the police. The police early work went in the in the directions of the times. Punk, even when they could play, oh, I'm losing here. Any uh, style, especially Andy and Stewart, uh, did the punk scene. Let me see what he's written here. Did the punk scene think these guys? Oh, we're not legit. Kind of. Uh, I don't think that bothered me. Like I was when I heard the police. I liked the police. I think the police were one of those bands who did whatever the hell they damn well pleased. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like this is what you know what I mean. I always it thought they were really smart guys that were like yeah. teachers or something like yeah. that. And like you know, just you know, I thought I dug it. I thought that was fine. There were some songs I didn't like, but I mean, for the most part, I liked the police. There's always going to be some songs you don't like. Yeah. Um, Andy and Stuart, though, like, and and not to discredit Sting, but those guys are like, try to learn a police song on a guitar. Right. Like, right. he's a jazz guitar player. Yeah, right, So right, he's right, pulling right, some right. moves that weren't happening in rock. And so I think the police were just this kind of band that, I don't know what the punk band, what the punk scene thought of them. And most of the time, I don't really care what the punk scene thinks about no, anything. No, no. You know, as a whole. Um, but, like, the police, I think they were doing this thing, and they were like, this is what we do. And Yeah, I don't think they were trying to be punk. I mean, someone like, uh, and I liked Billy Idol, but that was, like, pseudo-punk. That wasn't really punk. Kind of. He, he came... He came into his Billy Idol thing with the cred of Gen X. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so he had right. his punk cred card already. Yeah. And I think it's kind of punk rock that he that he went mainstream rock. Yeah. Because if you're really all that invested in punk, you, yeah, they right, could have negated right. everything. You know what I mean? They could have sure. been like, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. You know, because they call they they call Green Day sellouts all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I don't know why. I mean, uh, I, 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 I there's a whole generation of bands coming up now that are influenced well, by Green Day for Billy, sure. Billy Joel will tell you he wasn't about being in a punk rock band to him that was his band and these are the songs and i think it's the same thing with the police yeah. hey i'm in this band and these are the songs i'm writing right right right, right. well i i dug hey. all that like uh i think the people who, stuff yeah, was awesome i the think the people who, and, who start bands and they're like oh we're gonna be a let's start a death metal band why don't you just start a band and write what you write and if you write a death metal song on tuesday great if you write a really great country song on yeah. thursday then that's yeah. what you do it's hard to market but that's who you that's what you do probably be more successful though yeah. as far as it's from the heart right in this day and age who wants a full-length album we all want singles yeah right right right, right we've right. got the attention span for that. that that's what i've got from social media uh no. um there's some other comments but there was nothing on there as far as questions uh okay. so uh so yeah, people are looking for like you know if what they've heard today is really the thing. The name of your school again is it's Fine Tune Center for the Arts. Fine Tune Center for the Arts. Cool. Yeah. And you've got you said seventeen teachers there. No, we've got seven teachers. Oh, seven. But okay. We when I started Fine Tunes, it was music lessons. Yeah. And now we're in four thousand square foot place, and oh, we're wow. doing so we're doing art and theater and computer animation oh, and really? coding and yeah. Oh, we're doing nice. like we've got something for everybody. And the goal is to get the kids off of the internet at least for a little while. Right. So now, whatever well, that back takes. Internet, I was just going to ask you. There's a website though, right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's a Facebook page. A Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. There was a website. It's you know. Yeah. No one goes there, to websites no, anyways. There'll Social be another one at the, some point, I'm sure. Right. 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 Well, good. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that that that's going good. And then you're still pursuing the dream of uh, the the band thing, right? Sooner or later, it's yeah. going to hit, uh, sort of thing. Which if, if it does, it does, and if it doesn't, that's there you whatever. Go. Awesome. This, this is what I do. Right. 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 So. Yeah, no, I like that. You know, I'm 48 years old, and I can go, I can go play wherever I want. You know what I mean? Like right. I can go out for a week if I want. They just send some emails out and book it. And if somebody wants to invest some money in it, fantastic. If not, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, right. Um, That's my, a great. My big live. beautiful, the, my big beautiful did a record about 
15 years ago. Okay. And MTV licensed it, and they used it on one of their reality shows, right? Really? And I got a check in the mail. And yeah. it, how fantastic is that? Yeah, you know, right, you get, right, you know, right, I literally opened the check and pulled it out and went, great, there's my check. I was going to do this. In fact, I did do this anyway with no intention of getting a check from you. Thanks yeah. for the check. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And that's how it rolls now. Like, I'm going to go out and play on Saturday night. Right. If you want to come, cool. If you don't want to come, you're missing out. I'm going to have a great time. Sure, sure. You know, I'm going to make what I make at the end of the night, and I'm going to go home. And I'm right. going to do it again next weekend. Right, right, That's right. what I do. Good, good, great. Anything else? No, man. I had a great time. Thanks yeah. for having me. It was cool. It was cool. I yeah. learned a lot. I mean, uh, just the math part out of the, it was, out of the I was a little was... nervous because it's people who know stuff, and I really don't know much. You know, but if I figured nah, I would come anyway. You know, you know. That's the, whole, the whole point is it's people that know stuff about like i generally think that the general public's pretty damn dumb but you know sorry but they are but everyone seems to have something and i don't care honestly how mundane it is i I came to this podcast because i sat down i'm always sitting now but i like to have conversation with people and i started like being like wow this guy really knows about motors or this guy really knows about like and you know, I want to hear about that stuff, and people are a lot of times very willing to talk about the thing that they really know about. Yeah. The problem is a lot of people aren't interested in listening to what someone else knows about. Amen. Right, because they're just waiting for their turn to talk. We're count. We're uh, we're caught up in this. I've said this like three or four times now in the last week. I'm sure Ariel over here is really tired of hearing it. Andy Warhol said we we're all going to be famous for 15 minutes in the future. Because yeah. of the internet, that's now. And we all think we're really important. But we all do have that one thing to say. And because we're all famous for 15 minutes and it's all happening at the same time, nobody wants to listen. Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, I mean, I'm getting some pretty good amount of listeners and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm, I'm glad for that. That's good. And I hope that I can keep getting, you know, more people in here like you. If anyone you run across, anyone who wants to talk, then come talk. I'll let them know. But it's, I have the feeling it's the same thing with this podcast. You know, if you have 6,000 listeners, great. And if you have six, you're still going to do it anyway because oh, you yeah, like yeah, it. Oh, yeah, no, I'm doing it for the conversation, yeah, the drinks, sure. whatever like that. You know, just, just having a good time. Um, I am in the housing industry, so I'm a real estate broker and do some general contracting. You know, people try and sell you on that, that you know, uh, they're super busy year-round and everything else. The most busy guys in the world are still dead in January and February. At the end of December is the holidays. But I, I'm a guy that sleeps five, six hours a night. I need shit to do. Yeah. So I figure, you know, if I throw three podcasts out there, and then all the editing and everything else I'm going to do later, take some time and it keeps my brain, uh, you know, not uh, fixated on, you know, I'm being stuck in the house. I'm a workaholic. Yeah. And on the days that I do take a day off, it's nice, but it pays around the house, and I wonder what. What right, are we doing? Right, right. What do we got going yeah, on today? I can't, I can't handle that. I'm not. Right. So, but I, I tag it off with that with, you find us on iTunes. You find us uh, on Google Play with the, the podcast. Please look us up on uh, YouTube for uh, my conversation with people who know stuff. Subscribe and uh, like the video and let us know what you think. Thanks, man. Thank you. Good time. Me too.